Welcome to the Statesman Journal's Explore Oregon podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Ness, and in each episode, we highlight Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places. This podcast is brought to you by the American Forest Resource Council, supporting responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest. Learn more at amforest.org. We're also supported by Visit Tillamook Coast, a land of ocean and forest just an hour from the Willamette Valley that is focusing this summer on the best way to care for its forest, beaches, and waterways through a promotion that emphasizes cleaning up and leaving no trace. We'll dive into how they do that just a little bit later in the show. Finally, the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department encourages Oregonians to enjoy parks safely this summer. If you're camping, please follow campfire safety guidelines such as keeping the flames from your fire to no more than two feet in height and using fire rings provided at your campsite. And please use local wood to avoid bringing invasive insects into parks. This will help preserve the health of Oregon's forests for seasons to come. Learn more about campfire guidelines, including current restrictions at stateparks.oregon.gov. All right, in today's episode, we're talking about one of the most beautiful but controversial spots on the Oregon coast. But first, here's some guitar music to get us rolling. All right, in today's episode, we are going to focus on one special and controversial place on the Oregon coast just above Lincoln City. The destination in question is God's Thumb, or maybe it's just the Thumb, depending on who you ask. It's one of the most beautiful spots on the coast, with wildflower meadows rising to a summit with a dramatic view in every direction. And its scenery has brought a lot of attention, particularly as people discovered it on social media. But that's turned out to be a really complicated thing. See, there's no official trail to the Thumb, and there never was. It's smack in the middle of this complicated mix of private land, Lincoln City land, and then land managed by Sayusla National Forest. Without an official trail, hikers have kind of made their own routes up there, and that has led to trespassing, accidents, parking congestion in local neighborhoods, and a lot of frustration. Like last summer, a local man was arrested after threatening hikers with a stick after he accused them of trespassing. In the right situation, God's Thumb would be plastered on postcards for Lincoln City and promoted by its tourism bureau. But it just hasn't worked out that way. And at this point, Lincoln City has almost tried to pretend it doesn't exist, despite the fact that it's the main reason many people travel there. Our summer outdoors journalism intern, Abigail Landwer, headed out to God's Thumb and talked to everybody from hikers to the Forest Service to the mayor of Lincoln City about the beauty and perils of the spot. Hey, Abigail, how's it going? Hi, Zach. I'm excited to talk about the thumb. Okay, so we're going to talk about the complications of this place and what may or may not be done about it. But let's start here. You were just out there for the first time. You interviewed some hikers. You got to see it yourself. And there's a good reason people head out there in droves. So what did you think about it? What did people tell you about the scenery? Like, did it live up to the the hype of this dramatic name? Yeah, I mean, the view definitely fits with the name. And I took the hike that mostly follows the trail to the knoll, which meant I couldn't really even see the peak until I got to the last stretch. 
But once you hit it, you'll know, and it will make the entire hike worth it. It sort of just looks like this spiraling thumbs up sitting above the coast, and I, I got lucky enough I took the hike on a clear day. So once I got to the top, I had this beautiful view of the ocean and of Lincoln City itself. And the hikers I talked to on the trail definitely agreed too. I'm actually gonna play you some of our conversations, but I'll warn you ahead of time, it was pretty windy up there. Okay, yeah, so just your full names. Kelly Krakowski from Park Hills, Kentucky. Chester Kelmay from Tampa, Florida. Tracy Smith from Cincinnati, Ohio. My name is Kyle Corcoran. I'm from Clearwater, Florida. Um, I'm Nora. I'm from Eugene. I'm Paige. I'm also from Eugene. I'm Abby. I'm also from Eugene. All right, perfect. So can you guys tell me a little bit about what you're doing out here? We wanted to come to the coast um, one time in the summer before she has to go back to school. And um, I had just saved this hike on all trails. Okay. Because it seemed fun. And I also just, well, she actually sent me a TikTok, like, <laughs> of someone hiking here. And We're then from Oregon, so, like, we it seems like go. we should know, but <laughs> but I've never seen it before, yeah. yeah. We're driving up the coast today, um, and this was a recommended hike. Thanks, all trails. Shout out. It was great. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was, like, one of the most beautiful hikes I've ever done. Turns out it's one of the coolest places you could go on planet Earth, so very glad I did. And it was pretty easy, sort of. I mean, the steepness to it, but... It wasn't like a 10-mile hike to a good view. Yeah, so you enjoyed the hike overall, though? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think? Is it worth it? Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been up there a few times as well. It's pretty unique. The way it just the, rises through the meadow to this point directly above the ocean gives you this feeling of, like, being on a pinpoint right above the ocean. And then there's views to the north of Cascade Head. There's to the south right over Lincoln City and down to the secret little beach. It's, it's a unique spot. It's easy to see why so many people want to visit. But the problems have been pretty striking for a while. And the crux of the problem is that the route starts in Lincoln City, then crosses near or across private land. It's not even clear exactly where that begins and ends. And then it finally heads up onto Sayusla National Forest you know, part of the U.S. Forest Service, that's federal public land, and that's actually where the thumb is. So all that overlap, and particularly the private land aspect, has meant that no one agency ever really grabbed the bull by the horns and created an official trail. If this was all Forest Service land, it's almost certain that they would have just, it, long ago, in the 70s, they would have had a trailhead, trail to the top, it'd be simple. But that didn't happen because of that dynamic of the land management. So in this case, hikers kind of created the trail themselves and there's no signs. You know, some of the trails go to the wrong places uh, and the hike goes to areas you'd never put a normal trail, like along the knife edge of this really steep cliff. So it's dangerous. It's confusing. But people hear about it online. Uh, they read about it and they come anywhere. It's kind of one of the things of the Internet age. If there's a beautiful spot people are going to come. Yeah, like you heard, actually all of the hikers I met on the trail had found God's Thumb online. That also meant at one point or another they had gotten lost on the trails, and I don't really blame them because even I was questioning which way I was going at one point. These are actually a few of the experiences from the hikers you heard earlier. We were was a lost on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> so some direct directive signs would have been good. Yeah. And it stops kind of at the top of the hill, but you can see where people have walked further onto the physical thumb I guess you would call it and so that we were just like all right we're gonna go we're we're kind of like that though we see a weird offshoot and we're gonna go follow it to see what else we can see in a trail it's not too long but it does have some parts where it really goes up so I thought I was going the right way and then turns out it was the wrong way so like in somebody's backyard yeah mm -hmm. okay we were like on the road behind their houses we didn't see like anyone out there but we did see like every driveway had like four signs saying it was private property and you mm -hmm. couldn't turn around would you do it again then 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. And I would recommend it to people that are coming here to, if they're traveling to Oregon, or even if they live here and they're locals and have never done it before, that view's worth it. Would you guys do this hike again? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you do this hike again? Yeah. I'll yeah. probably be here next week. All right. There you go. <laughs> right on. When you have confused hikers wandering all over the place, not knowing where to park or exactly where to go, it tends not to end well. So for a long time now, locals have been frustrated by people jamming cars into their neighborhood, trespassing, getting lost, getting injured. There have been a lot of rescues up there from people just falling off. It's unstable. Uh, It's been a mess for some time. Uh, You talked to the mayor of Lincoln City and the Forest Service. So what did they say about some of these issues? Okay, so both Lincoln City and the Forest Service recognize God's Thumb as sort of this problem spot, but what's needed to make the trail official just isn't in the cards right now. And we know that the peak is popular because I mean I pass several groups on my hike alone, but the Lincoln City Parks and Recreation Department has made it very clear that they do not recognize or endorse the trail. And while I was over there, I did get to speak with the mayor, Susan Walkie. I actually had to hurry back down from God's Thumb to go meet her at City Hall. And she told me they could see the path up there becoming an official trail in the future, but it really just comes down to what resources and funds are available. And here's some of that conversation with her. I am Susan Walkie, and I'm the mayor of Lincoln City. I guess I asked you this earlier. Is it the thumb? Is it God's thumb? What's the what's the verdict here? People call it different things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do you refer to it as? Yeah, the thumb. The thumb. Yeah. Have you yeah. been up there before? I haven't. I have some mobility issues, and I have not been up there. Okay. Yep. I guess, can you tell me a little bit about why the thumb is such a controversial hike? headland that's known as the thumb or some people call it god's thumb is not within city jurisdiction i believe it's owned by the u.s forest service Mm -hmm. is that yeah and their aim is not recreation (laughs) Um, there were quite a few people who wanted to hike up there and it has caused a lot of erosion and um, problems with the environment. And so we are trying to let people know that there's a lot of other places that we can go that we won't be damaging the environment as much. Right, okay. Yeah. So like you mentioned, there's a few issues when people go up there that it messes with the area itself. Can you tell me a little bit about some of those examples, maybe, if you have any? One of the things is there's not improved trails, so they are either trespassing on people's property or um, degrading the environment when they walk through that area. I've heard that there's been issues with people crossing over this private property and the property owners, obviously, understandably, becoming upset. Have you had to deal with any of that in the past? Has there been any incidents that have come up? Yes, we hear a lot about problems there. Um, Our police force helps to de-escalate situations. Um, We really need people to stay on the paths and not not, um, trespass. (laughs) The thumb, God's thumb, has not been, it hasn't been this big of an issue before. Have you seen an increase in like people coming in? When did that start? Well, several years ago, there was a lot of publicity about it, and we had a lot of people um, coming, and that's when the erosion problem started. Uh, you know, 
headlands on the Oregon coast get a lot of um, degradation from the weather and natural resources. And when people add to that, then we have lots of issues. Okay, so there's like several issues when people go up on this trail. Right. And like you said, some publicity was what caused this. Do you think that social media also plays a Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> social media has... Um, Lots of pros and lots of cons. That's very true. <laughs> we have a lot of open space and parks and a lot of improved trails, and we just want to encourage people to explore those areas instead of the Forest Service land that they're trying to uh, protect. We have a lot of city areas, and then there are um, some other areas just out the side the city, like Drift Creek Falls. It's It has a suspension bridge that's really picturesque and fun. Oh, yeah. I might have to check that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love hiking. Um, I'm so sorry that I came here all sweaty. Like, <laughs> no, I that's okay. Well, I think that's, that's it for me. Is there anything okay. else you want to add to these hikers that are going up to that area? Um, we love to have you visit, and we hope you will appreciate and respect the natural resources that are in our area and and the people in our neighborhoods. So it's interesting to hear that from the mayor, but I also think it undersells a little bit the level of frustration that exists out there. I've written a number of stories about the issues at God's Thumb over the years, and I'll frequently hear from locals who are very unhappy with the situation and can't wait to tell me about it. That frustration has even led to some situations that turned, you know, almost violent and led to an arrest. So what, what happened there? This was kind of an extreme, extreme case. Yeah, that's actually kind of a wild story. So last August, a group of hikers was coming down from the God's Thumb Trail, and this was through the lower route, which crosses into some private property at a few points, and it also gets pretty close to some of the houses in the neighborhood. While they were walking through, a 72-year-old Lincoln City man allegedly started swinging a stick at them, according to a probable cause statement. The Newport News Times first reported that on the Lincoln City Facebook group, people had posted that the guy was doing karate with the stick and was jabbing and poking at them. Police determined that the hikers were actually a few hundred feet from his property. Then the case and the charges against the guy were later dismissed. Yeah, I mean, that that's obviously a very extreme situation. And there, that hasn't been like a widespread issue necessarily, but it does illustrate the frustration that exists there from a lot of the locals who just have felt kind of besieged by tourists just wandering all over their property. Like, it's just, it's not a great situation. And, you know, with all these problems, you might expect some action would be taken. And you'd be right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, a big effort to fix these issues at God's Thumb. We'll talk about what happened, where we stand now. So that's when we return. <music> I'm Sarah Gafori with American Forest Resource Council, and we're proud to sponsor the Explore Oregon podcast. I moved to Oregon because of my love for the outdoors. It also inspired me to go to law school and pursue a career in environmental law. At AFRC, I have the pleasure of advocating for science-based forest management throughout the West. Protecting our public lands helps achieve important conservation goals, including clean air, clean water, and robust wildlife habitat. 
It also helps provide renewable, climate-friendly wood products that we all depend on. We strongly believe that active management of our public lands is the right thing to do for the environment, for the economy, and for our future. Learn more about AFRC at amforest.org. This message is brought to you by Visit Tillamook Coast. On the Tillamook Coast, we've cared for our forests, farmlands, beaches, and waterways for generations. It's in our DNA, and we bet it's in yours too. While visiting, help us care for our coast. Place trash in garbage cans, pick up after your pet, stay on trails, respect private property, and follow beach fire rules, which means extinguishing fires with water while also checking local rules to avoid igniting wildfires. Tillamook Coast welcomes your visit, and we hope that you'll become a temporary local while here. A few ways to do that include pitching in on a beach cleanup or taking a guided kayak tour to hear about ways to protect bays and rivers. There are science hikes to take, nature preserves and marine reserves to explore, or you can visit a farm, a commercial fishing dock, or even stop by a fish hatchery. Find out about all these options and how to care for our coast at tillamookcoast.com slash caringforourcoast. Once again, it's tillamookcoast.com slash caringforourcoast. All right, welcome back. Okay, so we've laid out the issues at the thumb, but there have also been major efforts to come up with solutions. As far back as 2018, multiple groups of locals and the agencies have gotten together to come up with a way to make this area at least more logical. It's not even just God's thumb. Uh, the goal of a group that got together was to improve hiking in this whole area that's kind of between Cascade Head, which is just to the north, and then to God's thumb in the south. After years of public meetings between locals, the city, the Forest Service, kind of everybody got involved. They issued a report with 49 recommendations, and of those, 12 applied directly to the thumb. One of them, naturally, was to officially change the name of the peak to the thumb and get, of God, and get rid of God's thumb, which a lot of the locals are just totally baffled by. They have no idea where that name came from, and honestly, I don't know either. It just sort of popped up on social media at one point, and that's what people rolled with. It's kind of a good name, too. There's a lot of you know, landmarks on the coast named for the devil. So this is kind of a nice little counterpoint, I guess. The rest of, but getting back to the recommendations, the recommendations basically focused on creating an official trail that follows an agreed upon route. You know, it took people away from that private land or as far away as they could get. It basically got rid of the lower trail, uh, which is the most problematic area. The area from Logan Road um, up to the thumb is that that's the area where the most problems have occurred. That's where, you know, this incident occurred with the, the 72 year old man. It would also have included, you know, creating a trailhead big enough for all the people who want to go there. So they're not, you know, cramming into neighborhoods. Really, it's just doing what would be logical all along. You know, I talked about how if this would have been, you know, all on Forest Service land, this would have happened long ago. So this that was basically what the report wanted to do. So the report comes out. It has these recommendations on it. 
But unfortunately, that doesn't mean anything is actually going to happen from them. So you talked to the Forest Service, Abby. What did they say about putting these into action? Yeah, I got in touch with Joan Schmigel, who was a spokesperson from the Forest Service. And she said with funds and resources being tight in the department, they can't really put the plan into action. Right now, it seems like their focus is more to alert people to the dangers of the hike and sort of try and herd them more towards official trails. When I was on the hike, I actually saw a few laminated signs from the Forest Service, and they actually just put them up a few weeks ago. It just explains how there's some danger in taking the unmaintained trail and outline a few risks of its conditions. Also, Joan did make it clear that this doesn't mean they're completely throwing the report away. She said that it's being kept in mind for the future. It really just comes down to getting the people and the finances. Yeah, so at this point, nothing has really changed. And in reading between the lines, I think it's kind of frustrating, especially for Lincoln City, because they have to continue to deal with the issue. I mean, these groups did all this work. They came up with all these ideas. They came up with recommendations. And now nothing has really changed, and it doesn't look like anything is going to change anytime soon. At this point, both agencies, the Forest Service and Lincoln City, are kind of pretending the thumb doesn't exist. Like, I don't think they can actually do that. They know people can find it readily online, but they're just, they're not really taking a position. They're just like, if you ask them about it, they're like, uh, we don't recommend it. And that's kind of it. So that's where we are, which again, it's it's too bad because done right, this would rival some of the best hikes on the Oregon coast. It would be, bring people and money to Lincoln City and to have it in this situation, it's it's just kind of unfortunate. I mean, yeah, like the hikers I talked to said, the view is definitely worth it. Yeah, and that means that people are going to keep coming. So that brings us to kind of our final little point there. You'll notice we haven't really recommended how you should actually go up to this place or whether you should at all. And that's kind of a difficult question to answer. I think it's fair to say that if you do choose to go, um, it's to follow the upper route. So it's going to be by the Knoll open space area, which is official, which is a great viewpoint, by the way. And they encourage you just go there, you know, but if you stay on that upper route, it does take you to God's thumb. And that is the route the city hasn't recommended, but like at least herded people towards in the past. The area to really stay away from is that lower trail. It goes from the thumb down to Logan Road at the end of Rose End Beach. That's where the main trouble has been. So, you know, I'm not going to tell you to go up there. I'm not going to tell you to not go up there. But if you're going to go, the upper route is kind of when you go online, that's what is recommended. So if you do, be careful, be respectful, understand that this is just an inherently tricky place. All right, well, that's about all the time we have left in today's show. If you liked what you've heard, check out our catalog of more than 60 episodes featuring Oregon's most beautiful and interesting places at statesmanjournal.com slash explore, along with Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. We'd once again like to thank our sponsors, beginning with the American Forest Resources Council. AFRC supports responsible forestry on public lands throughout the Pacific Northwest for our environment, for our economy, and for the future. Learn more at amforests.org. We'd also like to thank Visit Tillamook Coast. If you want to plan a trip out there, you can check out their outdoor recreation map that shows all the places to hike, swim, boat, and camp. You can find that map at tillamookcoast.com slash recreation hyphen map. Once again, that's tillamookcoast.com slash recreation hyphen map. And thanks to the Oregon Parks and Recreation Department, 
which stresses the importance of recreating responsibly and leaving no trace in Oregon's outdoors. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time for the next edition of the Explore Oregon podcast.